Cha-cha! I smell a jabroni. Jabroni! You jabberone. I don't know why I started with hot cha-cha. I don't know either. It's kind of sad. That was weird. I'm bringing it back, Fat Mac. Ha cha cha. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> Why not? The Roaring Twenties are in full effect. Am I am I incorrect here? You are incorrect, sir. Uh, oh, how's it going over there, Pasty? It is going well. Just another Friday evening. A little earlier than usual for the podcast, but that's excellent. It's good. Sometimes you gotta. It's a. It's a. It's a holiday weekend. You got the three day weekend. You want to get stuff started early, get it out of the way, and get and get on with with not caring about life. That's really what you want to do. You know. Yes, indeed. You can't not care while it's Beef Sticks podcast because by gum we we care a lot and we put our all into it. Each and every week right here for you. And if you want to support us, you can find us at Facebook.com forward slash Beefsticks Podcast. And then there's a Patreon. You can you can look that one up if you want it. I don't think I need to shill it right here right now. But do it. Go check us out. Give us some love. And let's kick this shit off. Longest intro ever. Ever. I changed the format and now now instead of awkward outros we get awkward intros <laughs> oh boy gotta love it. i'm a fucking jabroni which is uh it's a, it's a it's a it's a word now fat mac it wasn't a word before well it is officially a word according to the vocabulary authority dictionary.com that's I good thought diction. webster's dictionary was uh <laughs> Merriam Webster. Yeah, there you go. It's kind of falling off, you know, in the in the internet world. They I should have they should have bought up that web real estate real fast, you know. I, they would have been thinking. But, <laughs> you know, the... they're not. <laughs> they they just weren't thinking. I usually I usually just go to Urban Dictionary. That's the one that that usually gets it for me. I trust right. them over everybody. Oh, Jabroni's been on there forever. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> yes, Dictionary.com smells what The Rock is cooking. The Dictionary website announced their latest single update in history. Their largest More even. than 15,000 editions. The update includes pro wrestling term jabroni. Jabroni is listed as a noun at the top. The definition reads slang. A stupid, foolish, or contempt, contemptible person. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> the, the examples of use read like this. She always has a comeback to own the trolls and jabronis on Twitter. Shut your mouth, you dumb jabroni. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> I use that one at work. That's a greeting, right? Oh, exactly. <laughs> Walk in the door. Shut your mouth, you dumb jabroni. <laughs> Sounds like a, it would be like the Hallmark uh, slogan of a Christmas movie. <laughs> like, God bless us, everyone. Shut your mouth, you dumb jabroni. I dig it. Yes. Santa with muscles. Shut your <laughs> mouth, you dumb jabroni. 
Shut you, more like shut your eyes. Ha! Anybody who's seen that movie knows. Somebody call up Hollywood. I think I got an idea for Jingle All the Way 3, starring The Rock. <laughs> Playing The Rock. <laughs> the second definition is also an enhancement talent or jobber. Professional wrestling. A wrestler whose purpose is to lose matches against headlining wrestlers in order to build up the status and fame of the headliners. The following use example was included. The man is a legend of the ring. He eats jabronis for breakfast. Yum, yum, yum. Now the Rock had this to say about the now legal term. When I was a kid, it was an inside term the guys would use. When wrestlers wanted to have a private conversation, when fans were present, they would start talking carny because they used to wrestle in carnivals. I also thought it was so cool. Jabroni was a word that was always used in the derogatory sense. Oh, this jabroni, that jabroni. But the Iron Sheik was famous for saying the word constantly backstage. Jabroni, jabroni, jabroni. I will humble a jabroni. I'll fuck him in the ass. <laughs> for to do. <laughs> Around 1998, I thought, why can't I say it on TV? So I started saying it publicly. But the Iron Sheik was known for it. Now the word jabroni is connected to me. When people think, oh, jabroni, oh yeah, yeah, that's the Rock's word. No, 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 no. That's not my word. That's the Iron Sheik's word. And I don't Sheaky want him baby. to cut my head off. <laughs> Sheiky baby. I don't know. I think you could run away from you could. I'm sure you could saunter away from Sheik pretty fast. <laughs> I don't think he's going to catch you. <laughs> he's not going to get you. No, it's uh, it, I like that more and more wrestling is becoming more and more mainstream. You know, you talk to people, and sometimes people who I know aren't even wrestling fans will slip in a word or something that I know comes from wrestling, but that's mm. not where they're using it from. You know, I like how wrestlers had a secret language that they wanted to keep a secret language, but they used it around fans. Like, yeah, of course fans are going to pick up on the terminology. Right? The, the ones that are there all the time. <laughs> so, um, good for, good for the Sheik. He's, he's, he's in the news again this yeah. week. Yep. Just overshadowed by the rock. So, you know, as far as history goes, this is a big, big week for the Sheik. And that yeah. brings us, to this week in pro wrestling history, pasty. In fact, 40 years ago today, Shohei Giant Baba was crowned the king of professional wrestling on Thursday, the 4th of September, 1980, at the Sports Center in Saga, Japan, when he defeated Harley Race for the World Heavyweight Championship. The 6-foot, 11-inch monster clotheslined the champion off his feet and the Japanese legend gained the three count to win the belt in front of 4,500 of his homeland spectators. Although just a mere five days later in Otsu Siga, Race would claim the championship back and head back to the States with the strap in tow. The Baba victory over Race meant that the owner of All Japan Pro Wrestling became the 21st NWA world champion set since inception in 1948. Although this was the Giants' third time he had worn the belt, and the third time he had lost the belt in just a matter of days. In fact, despite the three title reigns that Baba had, 
He's only held the championship for a grand total of 19 days. That's rough. That's a short yeah. one. That's a short one run. Yeah, yeah, it is. His first world title was captured against Jack Briscoe in Kagoshima, Japan, on the 2nd of December, 1974. But before he could take the belt home to his family for Christmas, that old wily Briscoe had pinned him in Toyahashi just seven days later to board the plane home with the gold. Baba then actually defeated Race for the second reign, but again only held the title for a week. Then on Halloween night in 1979 in Nagoya, Baba used a running neckbreaker to put Race away and claim the strap, but Race reversed Baba's attempt of a flying body press into a pin in Amagasaki to begin his fourth reign with the prestigious championship. Their rivalry, though, pasty, Race and Baba, began way back in 1969, and in fact they became quite acquainted with each other since meeting in the ring over 150 times between singles and tag matches. Wow. Dang. And when you think about it, that's between a Japanese wrestler who lives in Japan and an American wrestler who lives in America. So that even makes yeah, that it is, more amazing. That is pretty amazing. Old giant Baba. We missed that guy. Yes, okay. indeed. I'll tell you what, man. As soon as, uh, as soon as Baba would win that title from from uh from harley race race was ready for payback yes race was ready for payback and wwe payback 2020 is something we we won't be missing and as a matter of fact i think we both wish we would have missed i'll tell you what i wasn't ready for that (laughs) (laughs) i even said last removed from SummerSlam. WWE's like, we're throwing another pay-per-view at you. Yeah, and, I really, you know, and, and it's all, it, I'm, I, I do shit on the pay-per-view, but at the same time, how do you build a decent pay-per-view in, in two shows? Right. I mean, it, it, and last week we had talked ourselves into the fact that it could it could shape up to be a decent show. No, you did. I told you I thought it was going to suck. <laughs> you, you talked yourself into that shit. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, there was always hope. Yeah. Not so much anymore. Nope. No. Payback began in the pre-show with a tag match seeing the reformed Riot Squad with Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan defeating the Iconics, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, who then split up on Raw. Yeah, that's uh, I couldn't believe that. They're such a great tag team. Yeah, I think that's ridiculous. I think Billy Kay is out of wrestling now. I think Vince has just got his eye on Peyton. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that sucks for the Iconics. And I'm pretty sure Peyton's probably got her eye on the door waiting to go be with her husband. Or anywhere else. (laughs) (laughs) Or anywhere else. Yeah, I I don't know how it's going to work out. They were such a good tag team and um you know peyton royce is good but i don't know as she was good because of the tag team though i do not think she's ready to be a singles competitor by any means i agree i think as a singles i just don't think that uh so does that mean lana's gonna win now is that is that what we're looking at i think she's basically the female equivalent of uh of her man 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, her, both her and old Mr. Ten are just never going to be main people, I don't think. Not on their own. Sean Spears, yes. But Ugh. I don't know. But I didn't watch it. I don't know. Do you have anything to say of it? I, I didn't watch it. I don't have anything to say of it. Uh, it's that's, sad that's that the Iconics split up because I feel like they were the female equivalent of you and I. Yeah. But, uh... And they yeah. legitimately are, like, best friends, so... Yep. Like, in real life, legit. It's weird. So, in the last week, like, they <laughs> kind of split up Rose and, and Sonya Deville and the Iconics. <laughs> Next goes the tag title. So, yeah, once the tag titles... Yeah, once the tag titles are, are split up, then it's it's gone, right? Like... They're gonna they're gonna have to cut it off if there's not gonna be any tag division left. There's, yeah, I mean to be fair, there wasn't much of a tag division. Right. They were they were starting to build one, or so it seemed. <laughs> but you can't do that when you take out all your tag teams. I mean, it lasts longer just, than Raw Underground, I think. That's true. <laughs> but you can't just throw random women together and expect to have a good tag division. Uh. Yeah. 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 Well, that brings us to the actual show where we got a uh, U.S. championship match. Bobby Lashley actually defeated the defending champion, Apollo Crews, by submission even. Yes, indeed. You know, we both predicted it would, but man, I was I was still rooting for old Apollo, to be honest. Yep. But this was, I mean, it was, it was solidly paced. Um, showed some power moves from, from Lashley, kind of. Um, he, he kind of over. I mean, Apollo didn't look great in this one, but I I don't know. I think this is probably just a stepping stone for Bobby Lashley to go on to the world title, and if it is, and if maybe uh, Apollo can win it back from him, then maybe if they can use him to just to build Apollo as a star, that could help. I help. hope so because they've they've missed that fucking junction many times already. But then with uh, then Apollo Cruz trying to jump jump him at the end and uh, I don't know, I don't know. I, I wasn't all for this one much. It's kind of weird that you you tap out and then you try to retaliate. Like you bitch, you quit. You gave up. Yeah. I'm just hoping this isn't the end of Cruz's short push because he's he was he was finally getting somewhere. Maybe and I mean, he'll I like join Lashley. the Dark Order. Maybe maybe he'll join the um what is it Resistance Revolution Retribution. How come they don't who, show who up also, on any pay per views? Yeah, I know, I know. That's like where you think like they do the big things, like oh, hack the crowd and turn the whole thing into an anonymous face giving a yeah. message or something. I don't know. It's stupid because I'm always anticipating it and waiting for it. And they never pull the trigger. And now I guess uh, the revival is, or not the revival. <laughs> That's dead. <laughs> Retribution is is now being just canned to raw. So they're not cross brand. I read so, that, that was a possibility. It's like, what kind of chaos are you going to cause if you're not causing chaos by being everywhere? Uh, I don't know. And- yeah, I, I don't either, but I don't know. I gave this, uh, especially as a as a first match. I, I can't even say that there was a match I would say was better on this card to be an opening match, but this mm. one didn't work for me. I gave it a C plus. 
And um, C is going to be a common theme in my gradings as this whole show goes. Cause... So, yeah, you're, you're doing this grading each match. I'm going to have to start doing this myself now going forward. Thanks. I think it helps. <laughs> well, I mean, it helps me. You know what I mean, personally? Well, I mean, yeah, but then I would have had to actually pay attention to this pay-per-view. No, you don't. Just slap a letter down there. <laughs> okay, D. There you go. <laughs> just have uh, just have uh, Avon Parker start writing down letters. Tell him, A through F, start writing. <laughs> take, take them in order. First match. That's what it is. Gotcha. Then we had what would uh, kind of almost be my favorite match on the card just because why? <laughs> Whoa, what? What? Okay. Big E is having a singles push, I guess. And he defeated Sheamus. And Big E looked aggressive and strong. And Sheamus looked pale and white. And I don't know. They had a pretty good match together. I mean, it was it was basically New Day versus the Bar, half half that. <laughs> one third of the New Day versus one half of the Bar. <laughs> so we got like I don't know. You got to do some Steiner math to figure that one out. <laughs> <I know. laughs> it doesn't work. Uh, yeah, this one. I mean. I still gave this one a C plus, but that's literally my second highest grade on this card. So yeah, I would agree it's one of the better matches. I just on think this, it's, it's kind of weird that you're gonna like push Big E as a solo guy without splitting up the New Day or without having Kofi, you know, at his side. So it's like it's not a New Day thing. Right. Are they just gonna like hope we forget about New Day? Like, is that what's gonna happen? I hope not. I I wouldn't mind him getting a a, a main event run. Yeah, I no, even, uh... like like Kofi did it, so why couldn't Big E do it? But they're just doing it so differently, and it's almost unceremonious. Yeah, because uh, but I, to be fair, like you said, he he looked pretty good. It was a really, I mean, this was a typical big man heavy hitting match. We didn't really see anything new from either of the guys, but um, you know. The, the the excitement and the fire and the passion that he showed after the match. I I even wrote down here, I said, this is what I want to see from him and the type of emotion that will hopefully earn him a major title run. I mean, that's that's basically – I got more out of after the match than during the match. Yeah, yeah, very much. The the promo he cut afterwards – or he was yelling at Corey Graves at ringside. Yeah, he was – I mean, he was – there was passion. He made there you think he wanted flair. it. Yeah, yeah. That that was a spark for sure, and I'm sure Vince didn't even see it. We'll see. It was a good, 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 uh, good showcase, though. Um, yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, it was a kind of a surprise match. We didn't see it coming, but we had even said there wasn't enough matches on the card. We knew there was going to be a. We assumed they'd be adding a match. Yeah. Yeah, no, the other week, I know I, I watched Raw or SmackDown, probably SmackDown. The Miz was cutting a promo on Big E talking about how 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 could he have a singles push, blah, blah, blah. And, and I don't know. It was a thing. But right. that's that's like all the story that's went into it as far as I know, which is, it's interesting. We'll see where it goes. We shall see. And, in fact, we were trying to see where Matt Riddle versus King Corbin went in a one-on-one, just regular match for nothing. Um, Why didn't this open the show? Well, I don't know. Why would it? Just to get it out of the way? (laughs) 
It was not fun. It was not fun. I'm and, pretty and sure I was checked out the entire time. It was basically another like big physical match, but ironically, I mean, these two guys, Corbin and Riddle, are smaller than Ian Sheamus, but this match felt slower, honestly, at least to me. Maybe it's because I just went through one plotting, you know, Rock'em Sock'em, and now we had a second plotting Rock'em Sock'em. Yeah. But I don't know. The definition of Styles Clash here. Clash. Styles Clash. Definition, because they just did not... They did not work well. Other than, I, I, I couldn't tell if Corbin was legitimately hurt in his ribs or, or whatever, or if he was really selling good. Um, he might have actually been hurt, not like a serious injury, but he might have really been hurt. Otherwise, he sold those ribs pretty good, and I give him credit for that. <coughs> yeah. Uh, no, I think the further time goes, the more I'm giving up on Corbin. I had high hopes for him in the beginning, and then they made Glenn, you stuck with it for quite a while. You I did. Ready? Even after he was king of the ring, even through some of the Roman Reigns dog food storyline, and now we're going to get a drawn-out King Corbin, Matt Riddle storyline. And I care so little about Matt Riddle, there goes my care for anything King Corbin related. Just a big care black I, hole. I, I don't see it coming back anytime soon. Unless they're trying to build him up the way of Triple H. But, yeah. But I don't think he's got it in him to, to come up the way Hunter did. So I don't know. Yeah. I gave this one a C minus. Yeah. 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 I agree right about there with you. Then we had the Raw Tag Team Championships on the line and Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax uh, just smashed together women's tag team who work. They do work. They're both, even though it was kind of neat going into this because um, both teams were bickering with each other. Like, yeah. it wasn't like, usually it's one team's bickering with each other and you're like, oh, they're probably not going to. But it's like both teams, Shayna and Baylor don't like each other, and Bailey and Sasha were were whiny at each other, you know? Mm-hmm. And it just boils down to who wants it more. No, I feel like this match probably had the most reason and meaning, and it worked best for me. Um, Definitely had the most story going into it between all competitors. Yeah, even though they were just tossed together and they announced themselves as, as contending for it in a promo, like... Uh, I don't know. I, I like Baszler Jax. That's a really good combination. Like one's dangerous on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> one's just dangerous. <laughs> I like that. that good. Um, yeah, they're they're the uh, they're the WWE women's equivalent of of uh, Omega and Paige. They're the re- reluctant champions. Right. Who, who can pull it out? Uh, yeah. I mean, this goes to further the Bailey Banks storyline. Um, probably if I had to give it a rating on the spot, of B plus ish. Oh wow! Uh, compared bad. to the rest of the card. Compared to the rest of the card, a fucking turd and a giant douche boxing it out would have been yeah. a fucking A minus. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it lacked structure. It was very disjointed more than once. I, I didn't think any of them really showed emotion other than Bailey and Sasha to each other. 
Um, wasn't particularly good, but I think it's, it was really disappointing considering the quality of women's matches we got the previous weekend. Yeah. Like, even with it not being, you know, NXT TakeOver was the worst TakeOver, and SummerSlam w- was better by comparison, but it was, for a big four, it was meh. But the, all three women's matches I thought were solid, with, with uh, the, the one being awesome, the Sasha Banks-Asuka, you know, was just awesome. So... After we had three really solid women's matches last week, I I hoped that this would do better. And honestly, I I I don't know. I I don't know. It just the only thing to I can the say, theme of the pay per view is all of this could have been done on Raw or SmackDown. A hundred percent. The only thing positive I have to say with Bailey tapping that actually cost Banks now her other title. So now. According to Banks, you know, Bailey's made her lose both titles now. So hopefully this is what kind of propels this feud that we've been waiting for decades for, you know. Yep. Which should, which hopefully that's a shining bright light in the women's division. These two women have such good chemistry and are both such amazing talents that that should go well, hopefully. Now the question going forward is, will Baszler and Jax be the last women's tag team champions? And I think so. I think they can't get along. They split up, and and who knows? It's WWE. Maybe they get a women's United States and women's Intercontinental Championship. Right. <laughs> you know, I I will say that they they booked Baszler to look dominant. She yeah. was she looked like a badass the way she should have been this whole time. My only thing, and it's not a knock on this match, but I almost think it 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 may be too little, too late. I don't know. It's weird. I I look forward to if if this is a lasting tag team and they can work things out. Like the entrances, seeing Shayna come out riding on Nia Jax's shoulder like some kind of a beast master. You know what I mean? Like you you could make this tag team work and work better than any women's tag team in WWE ever. I right. think I think it would oh, be really could. easy to do. But there's no division now, so. I don't Oh. Yeah, I gave it a C. I mean, that's the, you know, I don't think it was, I honestly don't think it was as good as the first two, but better than the last one. I don't know. It could maybe be a C plus, but I'm, I give it a C. You got to understand, expect- too. I'm just shooting in the dark with my, oh, yeah, it, no, like I, I said, I, I didn't even halfway yeah. watch this just, fucking thing. I definitely expected more from these four <laughs> competitors. Well, hmm. from, th- from three of these four competitors, I expected more. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't expecting much from Sasha. Well, we expected a lot. (laughs) (laughs) We expected a lot out of the next match, but uh, it didn't quite deliver. Even though we got the result everybody was hoping for, Keith Lee defeated Randy Orton in round about six minutes and 40 seconds, and I think we got what you predicted last week, and that's complacent Randy. Yeah. <laughs> Randy Randall Complacent Orton. That's what the K stands for. Exactly. <laughs> I was hoping it wouldn't be, but man, it was. This was um, on the plus side. On the plus side, creative. Well, okay. I, obviously, I wrote my notes Sunday, and I didn't watch um, this week's Raw or SmackDown. So, so take that into consideration when I say this. Just consider just the pay-per-view. It seemed that creative had been very invested in putting Lee over strong. 
he had a really awesome performance at, at Survivor Series, and he was uh, the last guy to get eliminated for his team. He got a clean victory over Randy Orton, who we're, I'm pretty sure is probably getting a championship win sooner than later, at least one more. But, yeah, I, I even put on here lacked intensity, and Orton was on autopilot because he yeah. was. Yeah. But Keith Lee won in convincing fashion. It wasn't a fluke. It wasn't an accident. He beat him right in the middle of the ring. But apparently, and Pacey, you want to maybe, you can say this a little better, maybe after the pay-per-view they didn't seem as gung-ho on Keith as I thought they were going. Yeah, because the following night on Raw, Randy Orton won a triple threat involving Keith Lee to challenge for, what, the, the, the WWE Championship. So Randy Orton's going on to face Drew McIntyre again. Right? This is again. Randy just fought Drew McIntyre not very Correct. long ago. Correct. And this is where he's probably going to beat him. Unless there's like a, is there a swerve storyline here? Swerve, bro. I don't know. I guess. It, 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 really if Randy like does beat him now and then it goes to Mania where, where Drew can take it back, that works. That's your three matches. I hate okay. that wrestling has to be based on three matches. Yeah. It's it makes things too predictable. Com- in a comedy sense. works in the rules of th- actually I <laughs> I have that <laughs> coming up here anyways, but it's actually I think in two other ones maybe <laughs> I don't know, but um yeah, comedy works in three and with wrestling always having to be three it just makes it a joke. How's yeah. that? Yeah, there yeah, you I just go. came up with that. I like it. yeah, biggest joke wrestling ever told. Yeah. <laughs> no, I gave this a C minus. It could almost. I debated whether to give it a D plus or a C minus, but um, there was definitely a D plus match, and I thought it was worse than this one. I even went back after the pay per view was over because I'm like, I gotta see who won this one. I gotta see what you know. This this should have been good, and then my eyes glazed over like two seconds into the match, and it was just, right. Uh, it's dumb. <sighs> so after that, we were. Um, Treated. Treated. I, I I think it's fair to say. <laughs> By Dominic Mysterio and Rey Mysterio versus Messiah Rollins and, and Murphy. Yeah. You know, I don't know I thought, if I was having rose-tinted glasses. or And maybe this might have been my impression from Raw the night after. Because he had a one-on-one match against Seth Rollins on Raw. But uh, Dominic Mysterio, when when it's not entirely hinging on him, he's got the fluidity of a wrestler. I don't know. Okay. I think maybe I've been too harsh on him in the past, but I think this match and the one on Raw kind of maybe changed my mind a little bit. He's still green, and he still probably doesn't have enough originality to separate him from his father. Get... Quit doing the six one nine. Yeah, he has to stop doing. He has to stop doing the moves that that Ray and I, I'd say even Eddie. He's got a decent frog splash. That's fine, yeah. but he he is not built for the style of that style of wrestling. That is not his style of wrestling. He should work. I mean, I think he could maybe be a good ground wrestler as long as he is and as lanky as he is, mm-hmm. or just uh, or just a, or or put some mass on and become a fighter. You know, he's not a high flyer. He's just no. not. And he's not seasoned enough for it. No. He can bump though. He's got he's got the the fundamentals down pretty well, I'd say. Yeah. Um 
I don't know. I, I, I first sentence. This was a dud, is what I have. I wasn't. Yeah. Into Rollins, though. I mean, he, uh, there, he appeared very disappointed and dismissive of Murphy. So it seems like maybe we're getting somewhere with there. I have on here. I think Dominic needs to go to Evolve or NXT and get some seasoning and experience. I think I don't otherwise want he's gonna to be on NXT. He can go to Evolve. Well, no, he doesn't have to be on NXT TV. You know okay. what I mean? Not he yeah. doesn't need to. Be, I, I don't want him on TV. Is my point. Yeah. I want him to get to get. Um, I want him to get some seasoning behind him. Get, oh, but get Roman Reigns is a heel now, so and, Dominic's um, gonna get the the face Roman Reigns push. And I was great. <laughs> and I got that. Um, the fans are already, or at least I'm already tired of him, and it's only been two matches and. And you, you just said it, the one before here, I have it written right here, there's obviously going to be a rubber match that's all but guaranteed at Clash of Champions. So we're obviously getting at least one more major match for Dominic that I'm not excited to see. I'm not ready for it. Yeah. Well, I'd assume Dominic will win that one via some kind of interference from Murphy because I think Rollins to be going out because he's going to have a child soon. He's not going to be wrestling for too much longer before he takes a break. Oh yeah. Murphy's got to be the guy to put him out, right? Again, you would hope. Yeah, for sure. That That's where the story should go. Yeah. God, Murphy Rollins at mania. And then Rollins goes away for a long, long time. I could be very happy with that. If Murphy just goes berserk and injured, just the crap out of him, you know? Yeah. That'd be, that'd be all right. I'd be known. You just you don't do the thing that Vince wants you to do and, and make Murphy <laughs> go to Dominic's side. Right. You know, Murphy's on his own thing now. <laughs> yeah, it will definitely not help Murphy to put him with Dominic, and I don't think Murphy's going to help Dominic any by aligning with him. So, no. <laughs> just no good for no one. Yeah. No one. Yeah, I gave it a D plus. I think this was the worst. I think this was the worst match on the card. Yeah, and, and like and I said, it might not have been me paying attention to to his work uh, in this match because, like I said, I barely paid attention to the pay per view, but I did pay attention right. on Raw and something there. Kind of, I was like, okay, Dominic, maybe okay. <laughs> right. Maybe it's without his dad. Like, oh no, my boy. <laughs> Yeah, that's got to at least help not having that. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then we had the main event. A no disqualification three-way for the Universal Championship. Seeing a one-on-one match as the Fiend took on the monster. And they beat yeah. each other up like they do. And then they had the spot where they fucking broke the ring. And I was oh like, they're God. not that big. That's exactly what I said to him. I was like, neither <laughs> one of them are that big to be able to do that. <laughs> That's what I said. They already blow that spot way too fucking often. Yeah. You know, obviously, Big Show and Strowman, yeah, you can make that work. Yeah. You know, but Fiend is a big guy, but he's not a... Big guy. Yeah, maybe if Strowman... Strowman would have to be the the guy going off, you know, off the top rope. Exactly. He would have to be the heaviest point hitting the ground. And And you'd still want somebody bigger than The Fiend being the one doing it. Uh And then Uh, after that, then Roman Reigns came out, signed his contract, and entered the match. That's just so dumb. (laughs) 
They're literally booking Roman Reigns as Brock Lesnar now. And that's not the heel Roman Reigns I want. I I agree, but I will say that that was... I, I don't like it. I thought it was stupid. I was bitching about it before he ever even came out. But I think it was a great way to get heat on Reigns. Now, whether it's, again, like you said, the heat you want or not, that's yeah. yet to be seen. But it definitely did get him heat. Um he 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 acted like a heel the entire time he was out there. I think it was, I think it was good booking for Reigns. And to be fair, it did kind of protect the fiend and the it monster. It did too because they both kicked out when he came out and tried to yeah. pin. And he was a fresh guy, so it's not that bad that he won. Yeah. But it made for a very predictable and uninteresting match. Even when it was just the, the fiend and the monster, the whole time we knew that Roman's going to come down and he's going to win. Am I right? Did anybody not see that coming? Yeah, yeah, it was dumb. Yeah. It was, so it kind of was pointless. Like like I said, it felt like exactly how you'd book Brock Lesnar if Brock Lesnar came back at SummerSlam. Right. And I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do from here, where they're going to go. But Roman Reigns is your new Universal Champion. I will say, though, the biggest positivity I got out of this, ironically, was... uh bliss she was really into it when when bray wyatt was winning she was really um really distraught when he wasn't they brought the uh they brought the fiend had a uh had a harley quinn mallet which i don't know if that's something he's had for a he while he has now, had it or... since the like the first match with seth rollins the hell in a cell match yeah I don't it came into play that. there I seth rollins was bashing him in the head with it so that that had been around since like the beginning but, but I mean, I, I see Michael the, Cole acted like it. It didn't. What? Yeah, he's got some kind of like a mallet. Another. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And the mallet's got a clown face on the front, and sure enough, it did. Okay. I've seen yeah, this thing a thousand times. <laughs> but, but I like. It seems like they're going for kind of a Harley Quinn to the Joker thing with Bliss, and I'm all for that as long, as long as it doesn't hold alexa back as an in-ring competitor yes you know what i mean yes um then i like it if if she's just gonna be um bray wyatt's harley quinn and that's all she's gonna be then i don't even want her with no me. i feel like i feel like and I, I i had said this way back in the day when i had said that that maybe she would be his his sister abigail or whatever yep. but i think like if it plays into where she's his urn and he's to, to the undertaker where right. where she can help him to to get everything he wants, but then she can also turn on him and take everything away. Yeah, to me that's and you could do some good stories there where like she oh, fucks definitely. him out of some stuff just to teach him a lesson or whatever. I I'd like that. Yeah, I'm all for this. So I mean I don't know. This was for me. This was good for them building reins. It was an okay match before Reigns got in, <laughs> but all in all, I mean, I gave it a B grade. Do you also hate that they made Braun Strowman shave his head and have a beard, so now he looks exactly like fucking Big Show? I guess I didn't think about that, but does Big Show still have a beard? I don't yeah. Think, I didn't think he did. Yeah. You sure? I thought he shaved it for his like Netflix show or something. But I, I thought wrong. he had the beard in the Netflix show. I, I don't know because I didn't I watch know. it. <laughs> It'll be in the news later, though, folks. Uh, yeah. So that's 
that was what we had. What do you, uh, let's wrap this up, Pasty. Uh, best match of the night. I'm picking the main event, but by default, I mean, yeah. best is a loose term. Yeah, I think it was the best match because it meant after that match I could stop. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. And and final grade, I'm going to go with, like, D minus. Oh hey, I can't. Uh, I can't argue that. It was a flavorless, reasonless waste of a Sunday night. Well, to be honest, as I was going over this with you after I wrote them, just recapping it and reliving it. A lot of my grades, I was still thinking like, God, I don't even know if they were as good. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I'm. I'm going with. Uh, I can't even do that. I'm, I'm changing what I have written down. I'm going to go with a D plus. Okay. Um, uh, only because this is a B or C tier pay-per-view and they had one week. I'll, I'll, I'll cut them a little slack there. But that still averages the show out to be a D grade, which is about what it deserves, I think. Yeah. Yep. D for dud. Dude. D for done. I'll tell you what, I mean, they definitely, they half-assed it, a lot of the people on there. Not a one of them pays to even went all out, I don't think. No, but we're going all out right now in our AEW All Out 2020 predictions. Bruh. Bruh. Well, they're going to start out with uh, the buy-in as usual. They got two buy-in matches. Don't know which one's going first or which one's going last, but, um, there's allegedly going to be a tag match, private party, taking on the Dark Order, and the Dark Order is represented by three and four. I don't know which ones those are. I don't either. There's only one that I really like, and he's the short one with the beard that gets beat up all the time. Uh, who are you going with? I'm picking. It's all right private- on this. Being as I have no idea what the fuck three or four is, and they aren't—they—they're not even good enough to get fucking names. Uh, I'm going with private. Party. I feel like because you start with Evil Uno, right? So Who then, with him? well, Dark Order—that's the numbers, right? It starts with Evil Uno. I guess I think it would, wouldn't it start with Brody Lee's the Exalted one? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But no, I, I hear rankings. you. Yeah, yeah. You got, but if, you got if you're going to have Evil you Uno those. and then go to 2, 3, 4 through, you know, 10, yeah. Um, why not switch back and forth or, or, or better yet, have each one the next number in a different language? Uh, Just be weird with it. I don't know. I guess. I guess. I guess. Or just do them all in, in Spanish, like Evil Uno and Dos. Right, yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know. They, they've they never called him Dos. They've always called him Stu Grayson, but he was it was Player Uno and Player Dos when they were Super Smash Brothers. Oh, I can't wait till it boils down and we find out Pentagon was number zero all along. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that would be cool. I never thought about that. That's awesome. That's going to happen. This is AEW. Yeah. You know who it's ran by, right? That's going <laughs> to come up at some point. Right. That would be cool. 
Uh, so who do you got then? He's going to dethrone Brody Lee as the <laughs> de facto leader of Dark Order. I would love to watch that match. Yes. <laughs> Brody Lee versus Penta. Hell yeah. Uh, no, this uh, Dark Order, you know, they're the comic book bad guys. They're meant to lose. Private Party needs a win. Give it to Private Party. All right, we got it. Then we have a brand new match called a tooth and nail match. And according to Tony Khan, it's going to be cinematic, which is why it's on the pre-show. I know that doesn't make any sense, does it? Yeah, I don't know. So what? Uh, Britt Baker's going to check on Big Swole's teeth and then Big Swole's going to do Britt's nails. And <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I know it, I, apparently it's apparently it takes place in in quote unquote Britt Baker's dentist office. Oh, nice. So is that like I mean, the Fiend's play? I hope it looks just like the Fiend's playhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, depending on what they want to do, I mean, you can find some. If they're gonna make it funny, which you almost have to, although I don't want Big Swole in a funny match. Yeah, but there's a lot of goofy things they could do with random equipment. You know, get the whirling. <laughs> And oh, yeah. sprayer with the sprayer with the the, the mouthwash. Obviously, thing. at one point, Britt Baker's gonna try to take out Big Swell's tooth. Like oh, that's a obvious. thing; it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I want to know where the nails come in, unless they just scratch each other. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's a derogatory thing because they're women. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like AEW heels, the exclusive women's group that you have to pay to be a member of. Or what if uh? What if the uh, what if the the chair, the dentist chair, is like lined with nails, like a bed of nails? There you go. I mean, they're not going to do that, but that'd be <laughs> awesome. Uh, no, this I think this will be interesting. It's kind of sad that it's on the pre-show, but Tony said because it's a cinematic match, that's why they did it for the pre-show, which doesn't make sense. Again, yeah, if you're gonna um, spend the time, money, and making a cinematic one. Well, I mean, I guess everybody can watch it. It's on YouTube and shit. It, yeah, it's to but... help try to drive people to buy the show. I just don't know that a cinematic match when the rest of the show isn't cinematic is going to sell your show. That's my thought, like, as a right. logical human being. Right. You want to <laughs> show them what they're getting into. You don't want to... Yeah. Put that fucking Battle Royal. I like the Battle Royal as the buy-in. Oh, for real. I, I do, too, especially because... Battle Royal, I mean, the best Battle Royal is a meh show that you that you only kind of pay attention to. You know what I yeah. mean? Because there's just so many people and there's so many just forearm, 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 dump. Forearm, not to forearm. mention it's a stupid business move to not have the Battle Royal on the pre-show because now you got to pay them all pay-per-view money. Give them the money, son. <laughs> you put them on the pre-show. WWE has proven time and time again you don't got to pay them shit. No DVD yep. rights or nothing. <laughs> Lock them up. <laughs> uh, who you got then? Uh, I got Big Swole. I feel like Britt Baker's just now coming back. This is her first match back from an injury and all that, but uh, she's a heel, and I think heels are there to lose, especially in AEW. It just seems to be what they do. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. Um, I don't know what kind of match it's going to be, so I'm just going to give the nod to the dentist in the dentist office, so I'm yeah. going Britt Baker. I, I, there's a good part of me that thinks I'm making the wrong decision here. But, but I look mine, at the rest really of the card and see... Anyway. Yeah, I see all the rest of our choices are pretty much the same, so yeah. I figured, yeah. And the buy-in doesn't matter. You are right. 
It's like uh, it's like whose line is it anyways? Where the points don't matter and everyone. How come pre-show up. points are never our tiebreaker? I think they have been in the past, and they can be. Yeah, I just think that's a that's a simplistic, logical way to go. Kind of, but then at the same time, now you're legitimizing the pre-show matches. You're lifting up the match. people who were relegated to the pre-show better <laughs> than the company who pays them. Yeah. That's what I think. <laughs> but, I mean, how is that any different than it just being a regular match then? Yeah, I suppose. Because, I mean, yeah. It is what it is. It's it a paradox. Is. It's, it, it's it, man. You got two docs. <laughs> you got two docs sitting over there, pasty. <laughs> Tell you that much. Next, we uh, may or may not start the show with the 21-man Casino Battle Royal. They're still calling it a Casino Battle Royal, even though they're in Florida or somewhere. Yeah, I just okay. think they're doing it to set themselves. That's what it's always going to be in AEW. Yeah, I'm okay, okay with it. You know, make it yours. It's better than making m- Mimosa Mayhem matches. <laughs> I'd, I'd, definitely re- I'd take another 21-man casino battle. You could even use the same contestants. I don't care. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so speaking of contestants, the ones that we know of for now at least are Darby Allen, Lance Archer, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, Pentagon Jr., Ray Phoenix, The Butcher, The Blade, The Candlestick Maker, Eddie Kingston, Sean Spears, Billy... Austin Gunn, Jake Hager, Santana, Ortiz, Chucky e. T, Trent Breda, and at least one or more participants that are yet to be determined. And of course, there's always the wild card in these matches. I think that's why they go with the Casino Battle Royale, because there's always a wild card at the end. And it's and, 21 guys. 21. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And, and, and of course, uh, Young Bucks and Cody took a gamble on doing all in... Well, yeah, but I mean, uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna live off that son yes. of a bitch. Yeah, they did. They made a company <laughs> off of it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. Um, this, of course, could go anyway. Although, remember, the winner does get a world heavyweight championship title shot. So you would think, but it's AEW. They could have no, a, a nobody win it and just have a match on uh, on dark or something. So there's it's a still lot really of- is kind of. There's Anybody? a lot of people I would like to win this match. You know, I was looking at it, um, and there isn't a lot I would actually like to see win this match. The one that definitely jumps out to me is Eddie Kingston. I like Eddie Kingston. Yes. And when I look at this whole thing, um, Darby Allen, I'd like to see champion, but not for a few years, hopefully, or at least a, a year, two, three but uh, Eddie Kingston and Pentagon Jr. are the only two I want to see happen. Pentagon, they're keeping in the, I hope they're keeping in the tag division for now. So I'm going Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Eddie Kingston, uh, out of the named superstars, is probably my favorite to win it just because he is positioning himself with a stable in a place of power. But at the same point, he's got a five-man stable. And to me, that says he's positioning himself to go head-to-head with Inner Circle. Right. Especially with the dissolving of the elite right now, there's not exactly five members there. So that's that's a toss up. I'm I'm gonna go with the easy safe prediction and pick the wild card, who's probably gonna be somebody not in AEW or from NWA. Right. Um 
The the big money is Brock Lesnar, but I don't see that. I think if Brock Lesnar no. does come back to wrestling and not MMA, it'll be in New Japan where there's more fans in the arena so the money can be made. He he don't he don't play for 15%. Capacity. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. <laughs> um I don't know. I don't Yeah, and I don't think Khan wants to spend Brock Lesnar money on Brock no. Lesnar. But I think he'd buy Rusev in a second. Miro. I would. Yeah, I would. Yep, he'd be a good wild card. I could see him, and he'd get a huge pop. Oh yeah, Miro day, Miro day. And at the same point, when this battle royal is basically based around tag teams and factions, I would love to see Darby Allen come out of this as the winner. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I would, I, I would like. I mean, he's the only one that would probably be next on my list is Pentagon and Darby Allen. Yep. Um, that I would, that I personally would want to see win it. So I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay with that. I think this is going to be the best, uh, casino battle Royale yet though. I, I really like the feel, the flavor, the vibe. You know, it's a battle Royal. I remember the very first one I really liked, but I can't remember any of them. So I couldn't even tell you if one's better than the other. It's a battle royal. They're all interchangeable, if you ask me. <laughs> it looks like it should be good. I mean, it'll be a good battle royal, I think. AEW's put on solid battle royals because they can get so boring. So, yeah, I'm clowning like I'm down. <laughs> then we have a six-man tag match, seeing the Dark Order being represented by Brody Lee, Colt Cabana, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson. There's a typo on there. It's an eight-man tag, but that's okay. Yeah. There's, there's a bunch of six. People. It could be six. It's six plus two. <laughs> and they're taking on the ragtag leftovers of the Nightmare family. Matt Cordona, the Natural Nightmares, Dustin Rhodes, QT Marshall, and Cody's favorite, Scorpio Sky. <laughs> it is yeah. kind of weird that he's there, but he's a face. And there's not a lot of those in AEW. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the deal is. I don't know. Yeah, it's whatever. I like I like Scorpio Sky. I like seeing yeah. him wrestle. Yeah. I, I like him. <laughs> I also think Matt Cardona and Scorpio Sky could probably do a good tag team together. Uh, they probably could. I don't know if I want it. I haven't really. I haven't seen. I haven't seen Cardona actually. You know, have a match yet, though. Outside of WWE, or even inside WWE for that matter, I don't think he ever had one. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) I would agree, sir. (laughs) Uh, So, what's your pick on this one? I'm going with the Dizark is order. Yeah, me too. I think they need the win, and I don't even get the nightmare people so i don't even understand it i'm going dark order um up next it's really easy to say when brody lee's in the match if he wasn't in the match i think it would be completely different right then it'd be a toss-up for sure mm-hmm. um, we get a tag match we get the young bucks nick and matt versus jurassic express jungle boy and luchasaurus just a normal tag match nothing on the line nothing at stake no nothing they're just here um, I'm picking the Bucks. I don't know why they would job to the. Uh, I I like Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, but they still just seem like a. a they're mid card, 
And yeah. Bucks are definitely main event as far as tag teams go. And if you're on a pay-per-view, I think the Bucks should go over. I think I think Jurassic Express will have the tag team titles at some point. Hopefully sooner rather than later. But yeah, for now, um, I'm going with the Bucks, especially since it seems like they're the ones who kicked Hangman out. Hangman didn't seem like he wanted to cost them the match. I feel like they're the ones who are going to turn heel out of all this. They're teasing Kenny Omega is, but Kenny's just always fucking weird in AEW, so it's hard to call that. Too right. He's like short-circuiting since he left Japan. (laughs) He doesn't know how to live in America. (laughs) And, you know, this was the worst time to move from stable Japan to fuck up America. (laughs) Son of a bitch. Can't blame him. Can't blame him. Yeah, yeah. So heel bucks, I, I like that, and I I could see heel bucks to just dominate Jurassic Express. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Sad for the sad for sad for Jungle Boy, but it works. He's good at selling. And then we have your favorite match, Fat Mac, the Broken Rules match. If Matt yes. Hardy leaves, he leaves AEW. If he leaves, he leaves. If he loses, he leaves. <laughs> They're copying WWE from SummerSlam, I see. Sure, yeah. And he's taking on Sammy Guevara, just in case you wanted to. No, it's just, just Matt. Just oh, okay. <laughs> if he leaves, he leaves. He doesn't even have to lose because there's nobody else there. It's broken gonna, rules, man. He's going to come out to the ring, and if he stays, he stays. If he leaves, he leaves. Fuck it. <laughs> Only Matt Hardy can kill Matt Hardy. (laughs) He's going to be hanging out in the corner during the main event match and everything. (laughs) Not leaving. Not leaving. He's swimming in the mimosa mayhem (laughs) stuff during their match. He's got a straw in the the fucking pool. (laughs) I'm not leaving. Oh, who do you got here? Matt Hardy. He's not leaving AEW. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> that one's obvious. Yeah. Um, and I would I would have been so upset if Matt if Matt lost to Sammy. I I'm all for Matt. I was over. really sad to see on AEW this week they made Sammy use fake blood packets, but Matt got real busted open. So it's like hopefully they bust Sammy open. Hopefully that was like, okay, here's your training wheels yeah. on Saturday. Maybe Sammy, maybe Sammy isn't comfortable doing it. I'm okay with that. Snowflakes. Yeah. You know. Oh, there's enough then, hardcore wrestlers in the company already. Exactly. Then we got what is sure to be a match. <laughs> the Mimosa, the Mimosa Mayhem. Mayhem match. <laughs> Chris Woo. Jericho versus Orange Cassidy. Uh, we're running a little long here, Pacey. We're going to have to pick it up, but I don't know. I don't got a lot to say about anything coming up a whole hell of a lot. I'm going Orange Cassidy. Yeah, Orange Cassidy is winning. Jericho, like I said, it's AEW heels. Are, there's a lot of heels, and they're all there to lose. So, yeah, it works. Yeah. Um, then we got the AEW World Tag Team Championship. Seeing Kenny Omega and Adam Page try to retain their gold. Against FTR, but we both know that's not going to happen. Yeah, I agree. I think it's FTR. I think um, 
I'm really excited for this match, although I can say that about the whole, the first three. Everything before now, I I, I, I have to say, I've been playing. watching Dynamite. I do not like Tully Blanchard as the manager of FTR. He is not very good on the microphone, and he slows everything down to a point where I just have a hard time yeah. caring. I've never seen him as the manager, but Tully, even in his heyday, was never a stick guy, so why you would have him as your mouthpiece, I don't yeah, know. It doesn't doesn't make sense. It doesn't work. Um, nah. You got the name recognition, but you can't live off the name. He ha- if he's going to be on camera, he has to perform. Right. right. And why did the revival go to Tully Blanchard anyway? What, is, what the fuck has Tully done for Sean Spears? <laughs> right. <laughs> then we got the AEW Women's World Championship. Hikaru Shida is defending her title against the NWA Women's Champion, Thunder Rosa. Now, to clarify... The NWA Women's Championship is not up for grabs. It's not on the line. But the AEW Women's Championship is. So uh, Thunder Rosa really has nothing to lose and everything to gain right here, right? Very much. Very much. With that being said, I think um, Hikaru is going to fight tooth and nail. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna see the best match that we've seen from her in AEW, and I'm so looking forward to this match so so much. I'm sure I'm gonna watch it on repeat. Also, I guess it's just easy. The safe bet is saying if Thunder Rosa's championship isn't on the line nine times out of ten in wrestling, that means she's losing, right? Yeah. So Which is exactly I'm... why I'm picking Thunder Rosa. Because this pay-per-view across the board is far too predictable. You need a real good swerve moment, and I think it would be a great move to put the championship on Thunder Rosa, who isn't doing anything for NWA for at least the rest of the year. So I don't see why you wouldn't use this as an opportunity to give some prestige to your NWA or to your AEW Women's Championship. I mean, yeah, she definitely, as far as... Uh women wrestlers go she's something that speaks volumes for her being in your company and for representing as the champion yeah and to have an nwa champion hold one of your champions i think is also i I mean not really but for the lineage and i think and i I think think the aw yeah because the aw it doesn't have any lineage it doesn't have any heritage it doesn't really have i don't which of the i guess uh uh, what was her name Rio. first? Yeah, Riho was is a multi-time champion. But as but, of this but, point, she was just kind of a fart in the wind of AEW. Yeah, it's been just a year, you know. Yeah. So, and um, and I think Tony Khan really does value the NWA heritage and name, even yeah. if the actual NWA isn't what it was. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think uh, putting it on Rosa definitely would help to elevate the women's world championship to the NWA world championship level, which is good for everybody. Yes. And then next? we have the main event. Woo! The AW World Championship. John Moxley is defending his title against MJF, and he cannot shift paradigms. No. Dynamite this week ended with Moxley taking on MJF's lawyer and then Wardlow got involved and MJF came out to pick up the scraps and busted Moxley open with some punches to the dome with that ring, the dynamite diamond ring that everybody forgot about except for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mox is winning this, right? 
Yeah, it's, I, it's I, not MJF I, time yet. No, I want MJF to win, but um, I, I agree. I don't want him to win it right now. I'll, I'll be okay if he does. Fine, but it's John Moxley. It makes sense. Dude, and how I'm cool okay would it be if the next championship match we got was Moxley Pentagon? That'd be cool. I'm down Moxley for that. Pentagon. That's that's a seven star match. I think. Anyway, I butter that bread. That's a main event anywhere in the world, Pasty. Yes. Um, so do we have a decent tiebreaker? Have we, do we, did, while we were talking, did something jump out to us or? No. Do we want to, do we want to make the tiebreaker? Does the mimosa match end in the, in the mimosa or? I think that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. And I'll let you call it. I'll, I mean, I'm, I'll tell you what, I'll give you the, uh, well, I'll let you call it. You're, let's put it this way. You're behind in all of the pay-per-views. I'm going to let you take the tiebreaker. Fine. Then I'll, I'll be the bigger and man and bow one. out and say yes. Yes in the mimosa? Yes. Okay, yeah, because that's the safe answer. I mean, obviously, it's a mimosa I think the match. safe answer is pinfall submission. I don't think either one of them wants to go in a fucking bad mimosa. Well, let's be fair. First of all, I think it's going to happen in the mimosa, but I think both are going to end up in it before it's over. I think it should end in a pinfall or submission, and then Jericho and Cassidy can shake hands at the end, and then they can both come out and dump the vat of mimosa on Moxley after he retains his championship. (laughs) (laughs) That would be great. (laughs) All right. um, Let's move on to the savagest of the Sentinels, Pasty. And uh, it seems that there's expected to be some major changes in the TV ratings moving forward, especially that involving sports. As Nielsen's, which are considered the main ratings bar, but really suck and have no idea who's watching anything. My mom begins... has one of those damn boxes in her house. Does she? That's I'm awesome. like, why would you do that? <laughs> That's They're like gonna signing up for Facebook. Well, I'll tell you what, Pasty. Now, not only is it going to be in her house, but they're going to begin counting out-of-home viewership. Viewers will now be counted from places such as bars, restaurants, and airports. Will views uh, from Tout be tallied? That's my big question. Well, you, you might want they will. Then you might wonder how are they going to do this? Well, viewers will be counted if they take their mobile device from the home and use those when they watch. This latest Nielsen tool is supposed to make a huge change in sports ratings moving forward, particularly major sporting events, and generally the main one is for the NFL. But WWE and AEW will also be affected, although on a much smaller scale. I think it'll change WWE's numbers. Well, fairly I don't think a lot. You think a lot of people go to the bar and watch WWE? No, but I think people watch pay-per-views together and shit. Well, that doesn't change the number. Uh, I suppose. Um, Nielsen will reportedly measure out-of-home viewerships via a beeper-like device carried by the people who are in Nielsen's measurement sample. The device will capture and recognize the audio of what people are watching away from their homes. Wow, that's invasive as fuck. (laughs) No shit. (laughs) Well, remember, though, people have to to, um, volunteer for it. You know what I mean? So it's not invasive, I guess, because you're volunteering for it. It's like signing up for Facebook. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Outkick.com noted that this will go for everywhere from a friend's home, I guess, pasty, as you mentioned. I'll shut my mouth. You're right. To a hotel, bar, gym, restaurant, hundreds of places. Basically, anywhere you take it, if it hears that show... 
on, it's going to count it as you watching it. So, it so then Pornhub videos got to be, con- you know, they got to be factored in in the ratings too, right? I mean, they got to have might, a place. For once, we might actually get rated. <laughs> if they're legit ratings, Pornhub is going to beat everybody. <laughs> yeah. But only for about two minutes. Um, it was noted, though, an interesting aspect will be, and this is the main thing, especially if you know human beings, will people remember to carry the device with them when they're already leaving the house with things like wallets, keys, and phones, which you almost just make it a keychain. forgets one of those. Make it a keychain. Nielsen household samples have to opt to the company's in-home measurement tools, pasty. But this new way of counting views involves an extra step, can, which is carrying that device with you. So you can choose to either have this or not, and you can choose to take it with you or not to certain places. So, Who owns um, Nielsen? That's what I want to know. Like, there's, That's a lot of... A lot of privacy invasion. Well, somebody's going to be making money off of advertising, I'll tell you that. And then not only I mean, that, but, like, if you go to a bar with this thing, you should have to notify everybody that you have one, right? Uh, no. I feel like you should. Well, per Nielsen, the only thing you're going to be paying attention to is what TV show's playing, so... Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying, pasty. Just saying. <laughs> I'm just I'm just the middleman. I'm just passing the news along. <laughs> it's just it's upsetting. I don't know. Like how TV ratings. How can you consider yourself so important to be remotely invasive? I don't know. That's just it's fucked up. It's fucked we should just up. get rid of Nielsen altogether and ratings don't even really exist right. anyway. So get rid so of the Nielsen up. ratings and let's get the Liam Neeson ratings. You know, they have, you know, you you look at it and it's like millions of people watching at home is what the rating is. Yeah. And there may be 200 people with a box that has it on. Right. So they're just assuming that because those 200 are there and there's X amount of people in America, that means these, I mean, that's a huge. Exactly. And who's to say it's not like selected like jury duty where it's kind of biased towards one group of people or another. Oh, they've been busted a few times for that, and probably yeah. still will. And if you know, and if people no wonder the, UPN ain't around anymore, right? Fuckers. And people in the television industry will tell you, like, especially I guess the best example right now is the quote Wednesday Night War between NXT and AEW. Mm. Every every time that one or the other has won, that difference is easily counted as just a rounding error. Like none of them have been. I mean, you got to have a huge. It's like voting in America. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like just because one beat them by you know a hundred thousand households, that's a rounding error. That could just be that. Well, uh, they rounded it up over here instead of rounding it up over there. Yeah. So it's stupid, but it is dumb. Dumb, 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 dumb. Something that's really smart though, Pacey, is coming up here. Hell yeah. Rey Mysterio is set to star in his own animated series, which will air on Cartoon Network Latin America. Sorry to get you excited there, American folks. (laughs) According to Lucha Central, the series will combine the excitement and adrenaline of wrestling with mystery, mythology, history, magic, and supernatural beings. So they're just taking Scooby-Doo and putting Rey Mysterio's head on him? Um... Sure. <laughs> I was thinking more. Um, I was thinking more. Um, what was it? Mucha Lucha. 
Yeah, I was, like Jackie Chan Adventures. That was a good cartoon. Or um, well, yeah, but that didn't have anything to do with wrestling. Or like Mongo Wrestling Alliance. Remember that yeah, one? Yep, yep. I see it something somewhere in the middle there. I don't know. Uh, Mysterio quipped, after 35 years of career and multiple achievements, I was still missing something. Yeah, some that could fucking wrestle. (laughs) I sold my soul to get a kid at a WWE. (laughs) I murdered a guy in the ring. I I just needed something more. And it's a children's cartoon. (laughs) I always wanted an animated series with a character of Rey Mysterio. And when the idea was presented to me, I was immediately captivated. Working with Cartoon Network has been incredible. I can't think of anyone better than this group to make this project a reality. Orale. Good stuff. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully it's a big hit and maybe it gets brought over to America because I'd watch it. Right? Well, and I'm sure a lot of uh, cable in it and... and um... Dish subscribers subscriptions have Cartoon America Latin on them because I know yeah. a lot of them have them. So, and so do a lot of streaming sites. They have the the regular and the Latin. So, it'll be neat to see. But you yeah, know, I definitely, me- I would definitely watch a Ray Mysterio cartoon. I would also watch a Ray Mysterio like Mister Rogers show where he explains the fundamentals of being lucha. <laughs> I, I'd watch a Ray Mysterio Bukaki. But, Pasty, with one WWE star gaining a show, of course, the circle of life, another is losing his, Netflix has opted not to order a second season of The Big Show Show, we're calling it, starring Paul White, otherwise known as The Big Show Show. However, That's why they're fa- they failed. They didn't call it The Big Show Show starring The Big Show. Yeah, th- then it would have <laughs> You know, I tried to get my kids to watch it, but I couldn't even watch it. And then they couldn't even watch it. And it's no surprise. It's mad then, yeah. It's no surprise. Well, there will be, what is a surprise, a special Christmas episode to be released this December. But, settle down, pasty. Before y'all start writing to get Big Show back for another seven seasons. Six seasons in a movie. It should be noted that... um, Netflix had already commissioned the Christmas special airing before they had decided not to order the second season. So they had already recorded it and paid for it. So just that's what it is. (laughs) Oh, boy. And Paradise Alley Pro Wrestling School and Promotion ran by former WCW Horseman and WWF star Paul Roma and former jobber and Brony Mario Mancini has been hit with a cease and desist letter from the city of East Haven, Connecticut. Oh, no. The C&D orders the promotion to shut down because their wrestling school business has been deemed a violation of local zoning laws, which lists wrestling studios cannot be held in your own backyard. (laughs) (laughs) No, which lists wrestling studios as adult-oriented businesses. So it has to be by the strip club. (laughs) The city order classifies adult personal service businesses and or establishment adult oriented business. And that is why they are accusing Papu P-A-P-W of <laughs> I'm accusing Papa. Papa. 
The law classifies an adult personal service business and or establishment as the following. An establishment, club, business, by whatever name designated, which offers or advertises or is equipped or arranged to, to as to allow a person, while clothed, nude, or partially nude, to provide personal services for an individual of the same or opposite sex on an individual basis in an open or closed or room closed. and which excludes minors by virtue of age. Such services or activities include but are not limited to massages, body rubs, alcohol, or lotion massages, if that wasn't covered already, or body rubs, <laughs> if we didn't already say that once, and other similar treatments, as well as modeling studios, wrestling studios, and individual theatrical performances. So that's basically everything that isn't an eating establishment, right? Man, don't you love that I'm so glad you're I'm so good at reading these just random words you put out in front of you me. Seem, you always you give me these ones. I mind. always get these ones. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna fucking nail it. <laughs> oh. East Haven is ordering the promotion to immediately cease and desist all <laughs> wrestling activity at the location. Don't they just have to, like, invite children in to get around well, that? keep reading, Pacey, because this is where it gets interesting. <laughs> Failure to comply can result in fines and or criminal penalties. The promotion also has 30 days to appeal. There is no word yet on if they plan to shut down or appeal to cease and desist. The irony here is that Papua bills itself as family-friendly entertainment with a mix of old-school wrestling and modern professional wrestling. Well, the problem here, guys, is your wrestlers are nude, clothed, or semi-nude <laughs> and are potentially giving body rubs <laughs> to each other when they're grappling in the ring with lotion and or wow. rubbing alcohol. <laughs> and the doors might be open or they might be closed. <laughs> Like, I mean, that really just, you can, it's like all encompassing. Yeah. Anything you want to shut down fits in this description. I don't care. It's a lemonade it stand, fat man. <laughs> yeah, right? Doghouse. Get rid of the doghouse. There's semi schools. Are those kids clothed? Get them out. Because right here in the ordinance, wild clothes. Doors are closed. Can't have that. Just, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Seems really stupid, but you know. Then the question is: Do 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 two guys like Paul Roma and Mario Mancini have the money to fight this? I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> well, somebody who's uh, who's fighting and fighting one of the most dangerous men on the planet—that man being New Jack, of course—is New Jack's transvestite son, Washington Heights, who took to Such Twitter. Such a good recently. name. I love that name. It sounds like a school. It's <laughs> it sounds like a school I want to en enroll my kid in. Like, where's your kid go to school? Sounds Washington like a Heights. school oh, that cool. would probably be shut down by East Haven, Connecticut. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> 
So uh, New Jack's son took to Twitter recently to vent his frustrations with his father, saying, My dad, New Jack from ECW, cut me out of his life three years ago because he didn't want his fans to know I'm a drag queen. And he didn't want Wikipedia posting anything about me. Clearly, he doesn't know how Wikipedia works, which I don't think would surprise anyone. Anywho, this is awesome. I'm now an official editor for Wikipedia. <laughs> that is awesome. So uh, throughout Washington's career, he has won many awards, including Best Host, Drag Performer of the Year, and his show won Best Drag Show in 2018 and 2020. So good for good for Washington to be sticking up against his dad, who's a real. I love I love watching New Jack shit, but he's a real piece of shit. Let's oh, he honest. is a piece of shit. He is a piece of shit. The kind of man who who needs the power, the ability to end a person's life, and he can't handle that his son makes his own decisions. Yeah, I think it's probably more embarrassing to say you're a wrestler from that era. I think it's more embarrassing to say you're New Jack's son than to be, <laughs> yeah. than to be Washington Heights' dad. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be proud of a Washington Heights shit. I'd go. I'd, uh, I'd check out his shows. And I'd kill any motherfucker who looked at him sideways. Right? I'd probably <laughs> join personally. I'd fucking throw some shit on and go out there, check it out. Dude, New Jack and drag would be the shit. That would be the best thing ever. He would kill. He would slay. <laughs> as he's known to do. <laughs> uh, Major League Wrestling announced recently that they would be restarting with new tapings taking place in the Northeast and in the month of October. Oh, I cannot wait, Pasty. Woo! PW Insider is reporting that once the brand does return to television, the series will have a new name and will no longer be, be debuting Saturday on BN Sport. Instead, the plan is for new episodes to debut in a primetime slot during the week and debut first on the Fubo Sports Network. MLW will remain on BN Sport, but that broadcast will effectively be a replay of the episode that debuts on Fubo Sports Network. Fubo Sports is available for free access across a number of platforms and devices, including their Fubo TV streaming service and Pluto TV. There's also a plan for MLW to move forward with original content and special specific to Dazen streaming service. Until then, Dazen will be added a significant amount of MLW's library to their service as well. There is a feeling internally at MLW that streaming platforms are better suited and supportive to pro wrestling. And it's better to experiment with different ideas as opposed to television outlets that are more set in their traditional ways. Bad time yeah. to tell them streaming is going the way of television, right? <laughs> right, but streaming is still the future for 100%. You know? right. So I agree with them. I agree, and I'm just happy they're going to be starting up again soon. I miss my MLW. Yeah, and I'll just continue to watch MLW on YouTube like a normal person. <laughs> I do like the MLW um, flashbacks that they've been showing, though. There have been some awesome matches from back in 2002 and throughout the, nice. the history of the show. It's, you know, it's on YouTube. It's usually only two matches. It's easy to digest. I recommend it, folks. Great, great stuff there. Oh, there's some great stuff coming up next. 
Oh, it's it's exciting because the United States Patent and Trademark Office has refused WWE's application for the Evolve name. <laughs> That's got to be like a it's got to be a Christian group, ain't it? They're against the evolution. I don't know. Uh, WWE purchased the Evolve promotion from WWN Live back in early July, but have had an issue filing the trademark for the Evolve name, according to Heal by Nature. The trademark for the Evolve name was originally filed in November 2019 by WWN Live owner Sal Hamaui. The U.S. Patent Office initially refused the trademark application due to improper documentation attached to the filing. Quote, registration is refused because the specimen does not show the applied for mark in use in commerce in connection with any of the goods and or services specified in the application, said the refusal notice. Sal did not respond to the notice and the evolved trademark was subject to abandonment. WWE then filed a notice to revive their application on Tuesday, August 4th and to change ownership, transferring the application from WWN to WWE. The United States Patent Office issued a notice on Tuesday, August 25th to inform WWE that the trademark filing cannot move forward due to confusion with EF Evolved Fights Mixed Wrestling trademark. That's a long Rec- trademark. I'll tell you what, records show that the EF Evolved Fights Mixed Wrestling trademark was first filed for on Tuesday, May 5th of this year. The owner of the name is listed as Greatest of All Time Entertainment, LLC, and it appears as if Evolved Fights is some sort of adult entertainment company, Pasty. Is that Chris Jericho? Did Chris Jericho fuck their plan? <laughs> with, the, with his own porn industry? Greatest of all time entertainment. That's that's Chris Jericho, man. That's awesome. Uh, that's funny. It's really just Cody Rhodes, though, right? <laughs> oh, of course. Cody Rose heard they were buying Evolve or wanted to buy Evolve, and he's like, well, here we go. I'm good at trademarks. EF Evolved Fights Mixed Wrestling. Casey's going to look it up now. <laughs> How is that a f- adult? What? Adult entertainment company. My guess is it's one of those, um, you know, naked wrestling things that they sell for five ninety nine online. Not that I know of them. There's naked wrestling? Hey man, it's Greco Roman. <laughs> when in Rome. When in Roman reigns. <laughs> wow. You'll have to ask Paul Heyman how that is. I think so. I think <laughs> I think I, th- I think there'll be a lot of coming. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of going afterwards. Yeah. Which brings us to comings and goings. Yes, Dan the Beast Severin of UFC and WWF fame is booked to take part of Paradigm Pro Wrestling's 2020 Fighting Spirit Heavyweight Grand Prix. The event will take place on November 6th in Sellersburg, Indiana and be contested under UW5 rules. Severn complied a mixed martial arts record of 101, 19, and 7 during his That's career. pretty awesome. That's <laughs> nuts. For those unfamiliar with the rule set, UWFI used a hybrid of professional wrestling and MMA rules. 
There's no pinfalls. Instead, bouts must be won via knockout, submission, or on points. PPW resurrected the rules last year for the 2019 edition of the Spiting Ferret Heavyweight Grand Prix. Just in spite. It's the Spiting Ferret. (laughs) Spiteful ass ferret. Damn ferrets. (laughs) The Fighting Heavyweight Spirit Grand Prix has been used has used it four additional times since then. I'm not even going to try to fix that. <laughs> just, just go to the next one. Of course. Yeah, just go. <laughs> the card is main evented by UW. That's because you didn't just give me random technical jargon to read. <laughs> right, you can handle that. <laughs> you can say a series of words. <laughs> the card is main evented by UW5 bout between UFC veterans Tom Lawler and Stefan Boner. Per the promotion, a total of 15 UW5 rules bouts will be held at the event, which is being filmed for distribution on the independentwrestling.tv streaming service. I thought for sure they were going to say for EF Evolved Fights Mixed Martial Wrestling. (laughs) Fighting Spirit Heavyweight Grand Prix (laughs) streaming service. That's one thing. Independent wrestling needs to get on the same fucking page. And they need to come up with a Netflix for independent wrestling. Yeah, there just needs for, to be just one hub. Their own shit. Yes, one I, hub. I concur. I'm not gonna sit here and pay four dollars forty five times to keep up with everything. Or even just get like a you know like a bundle or something where it's like okay you can get all of them for like two dollars each and it adds right. up to like you know maybe obviously they they can't afford you know they need more money than WWE so you can't expect the ten dollar thing but let's say. For just $15, $20 a month or something. You know what I hey, mean? Hey, uh, Good Brothers proved $15 is a great price for a pay-per-view. Damn right. There you go. Maybe they can get this going. Uh, Major League Wrestling Pasty announced yesterday they signed Kevin Q as the league works towards its restart set for this fall, as we talked about. Q said, my excitement for signing with MLW cannot be understated. I truly believe that they are one of the last raw wrestling companies who foster an environment of realness that's missing from the world of pro wrestling. I can't wait to bring my brand of violence and bring MLW to new heights and win championship gold. The old Double K is a versatile athlete with a background in karate and Olympic weightlifting. He is an experienced singles and tag competitor who can quickly shift from a technical fight game to scrapping and brawls in a flash, employing rapid-fire striking and an unrelenting offensive assault. Kevin Koo is a ferocious fighter who advocates a, quote, violence is forever, unquote, mantra. And he backs it up in the ring. Court Bauer had this to say of the new acquisition. He said, Kevin has all the qualities I look for when we recruit our athletes. He is the perfect fit for the restart, and I look forward to seeing his debut this fall. Me too. Yeah, I don't know much of Kevin Koo at all, to be honest. I've never seen a single match or really heard of him, but I'm still excited for this MLW relaunch. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, actually, even just hearing that just completely reaffirms in my mind that MLW is a completely different breed and brand of wrestling. I thought AEW at the start was going to be fairly similar, but AEW is entertainment as much as WWE is. You know what I mean? I agree. And I think they kind of just have to, to be in the mainstream. Yeah. Uh, And it's not a bad thing. 
Yeah, you definitely got me looking forward to the the reboot of MLW now. (laughs) And Brock Lesnar's WWE contract has expired before the two sides could agree on terms for a new deal. Although the Beast once again becoming a free agent is not seen as a big deal within WWE. In an update, WrestleVotes reports there is a belief that once Lesnar is ready to work again, he will let WWE Chairman and CEO Vince McMahon know or vice versa. And that if WWE needs Lesnar, they will present him with a contract offer he won't be able to refuse. All right, Godfather. (laughs) It was noted that as of right now, the situation is nothing more than that. Furthermore, Dave Meltzer adds the that the former champion's last contract ended at WrestleMania 36. He also reported that while Mr. Suplex City usually takes his time resigning with WWE, the company is in no hurry as they do not currently have anything planned for him, and so they're able to do larger-scale shows due to the COVID-19 pandemic. It was also noted that his WWE merchandise deal also expired, and that is the real reason why his merchandise was pulled from WWE shop earlier this week. (coughs) Lesnar is often described as a master negotiator and a master baiter. At least in the pro wrestling world. And he's used the climate of the company in negotiating strong deals in the past. This is not the first time the two sides have failed to agree on a new deal before the previous contract expired either. The two sides have been working on a new contract, but they recently hit an impasse and negotiations were paused. Technically, the Beast Incarnate is now able to field offers from other companies, if he wants, including AEW and UFC. However, industry insiders believe it's likely that he will return to the E when he feels like working again. Although from WWE's perspective, signing Lesnar only makes sense if you have a big Saudi Arabia shows and or WrestleMania to promote. Lesnar, who has not appeared on WWE TV since losing the WWE title to Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania 36 in April, remains a member of the official Raw roster as of this recording. Yeah. It's it's their usual song and dance. We've done this like four times in the lifespan of B6 podcast alone. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, and then I, Randy Orton I, sees it and he tries extra hard to tweet out things like he might leave. But... Right, Randy, you're not Brock Lesnar. <laughs> you know, I really never really thought about him going to New Japan again because it's been so long until you said something. And I could kind of see that actually for maybe um, a short stint. The for thing sure. is, you need or even just a you couple need asses and seats to be able to afford him. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly think he's coming back to, to WWE if he comes back to yeah. wrestling. I, I think he is coming back to wrestling, and I think he is going to WWE. Oh, yeah, but, feud with Roman Reigns as a babyface. But to He'll be, be honest, baby now you got me thinking it'd be cool to see him in New Japan for like, you know, like a three-match deal or something like that. Yeah. That'd be cool. Only time will tell. But one thing time doesn't have to tell us, Pasty, it's that the authors of Pain are no longer with the WWE. Wait, that's news? Well. I thought they were gone, like, Technically, they were still employed. (laughs) The former tag champions received their release from the Federation today. WWE.com wished them their future endeavors, as they do. No other information is available at this time. They need to go to MLW. Other than they did say on... 
Twitter that they had requested their releases and were granted. So this is the authors of Pain choosing to leave, not WWE getting rid of them. Which would mean that they still have their 90-day no-compete clause, so they're not going to jump up at uh, All Out or anything. Which is fine. <laughs> yeah. The duo had pre- previously been paired with Seth Rollins until Razor suffered a bicep injury in March, and they were replaced with You're Not My Buddy, Murphy. Because Murphy is so much more imposing than one member of Authors of Pain. I... Oh, one Murphy is like three off authors. I mean, of he's he's three times like, better than yeah, yeah. <laughs> but size and look, I would and just... a Drake Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. Just having just having Acom is good for Rollins. That's all you need. You just need a big muscle. Yeah, he doesn't even have to wrestle. Yep, the whole time it just felt like Rollins is holding Murphy back. To me, anyway. I mean, Murphy's along for the ride and whatever, but it is what it is. And, oh, well, this is good, I think. I mean, it's good I, for have him for <laughs> I have a theory. I have a theory. but let's, let's go through the news and then yes. let us know your, your theory. Mauro Ronaldo has left the WWE. Mamma mia! The former NXT announcer had this to say on his Facebook page. I appreciate the opportunity. I had to realize my childhood dream of working in sports entertainment, and I wish WWE well in its future endeavors. He should have said endeavors. <laughs> I know, Fuck, right? That's what I thought. He should have said endeavors. <laughs> now I want to direct my focus and devote my time to other projects and to my mental health charitable activities and the well-being of my mother and myself. Ronaldo had been away due to a family emergency. On the latest Wrestling Observer Radio, it was said he went back to his hometown of British Columbia, where his mother had been hospitalized. After missing a couple of events, Ronaldo reportedly came to the realization that he didn't want to do WWE anymore. Neither do the fans for tomorrow. Neither do the fans. He's expected to continue his duties with Bellator and Showtime Boxing. Dave Meltzer noted Ronaldo felt like his focus should be towards being a mental health advocate and the pressure. Yeah, because that's what he put on his Facebook page, Dave. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and the pressure of his weekly duties on NXT was something he decided to move away from. This was not considered a big blow up, but rather Ronaldo deciding it was time to go. Yeah, he WWE. said that on his Facebook page also. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. (laughs) Thank you for clarifying that. (laughs) Sorry. WWE has issued a statement on Ronaldo's departure. WWE and Mauro Ronaldo have mutually and amicably agreed to part ways. Mauro's passion and enthusiasm left an indelible and exciting mark with WWE and its fans. Copy and paste from when (laughs) Renee left last week. (laughs) Right. We wish him the best in his future. Endeavors. That's how you end that sentence, Marlo. <laughs> when I first read his his uh, his Facebook thing, I honestly th- I I read future endeavors like yeah. in my head, yeah. and I was like, oh, he didn't write that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what's your theory, Loke? God, I want to see Renee and Maro go to AEW and give them a good announced team. 
What if you had Monaro? Monaro. <laughs> Monaro. What if you had Maro and Renee as your dark announcers? Oh, Get rid boy. of this three-man booth shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I could be down with that, I guess. I just feel like I'd want them Maro? for more than YouTube. What Especially- about Maro and Taz? They would be a good, Fuck, an interesting, yeah. an interesting duo. I it might not work. Maro and Excalibur could work very well because they're both oh. very educated yeah. in modern wrestling. I, I agree, but because of that, I think you only need one or the other. Yeah, I don't think you need the both of them. And I wouldn't put have- Maro next yeah. to Jr. because Maro will just sun oh. Jr. every chance he gets. Yeah, we don't want that. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I, I honestly think he's he's getting out of wrestling. I, I would be I would honestly say he's probably out of wrestling forever. And, you know, maybe do a one off here or there, but I think he realized the wrestling world just isn't for him mentally. It's a shitty place to be. Well, we'll always welcome back if and when he's ready. Oh, uh, I will with open arms. By far my favorite announcer in my lifetime. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree, honestly. Uh, well, yeah. Well, we'd have to bring in some 80s guys, and I'd, I'd yeah. have to duke it out. But, I, yeah. but yeah, for sure. Definitely in recent times. Um, Nobody makes and, you feel like, feel it like he does. Like, he uh, actually gives emotion to him. He's as key to NXT TakeOver matches as fucking Ciampa or Gargano. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it, it's going to be a big NXT- void. He is to NXT what JR was to uh the to the Attitude Era WWE. Yeah. F- I guess F- I guess I got to give credit to WWE for getting Wade Wade Barrett back because Barrett is probably the only person who could replace him and he isn't well, going to do as good of a job. Well, pasty. In related news, Wade Barrett or Stu Barrett <laughs> is reportedly Stu in talks. He's Stu married Bennett, to Maria. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> is reportedly in talks with WWE for a full-time contract to replace Ronaldo. Barrett called last Wednesday's NXT and this week's NXT Super Tuesday show. So he still isn't signed on as a full-time, but, um, you know, first of all, that'll definitely, I think that can definitely help NXT, but it's definitely, I mean, we mentioned this last week, I'm pretty sure, definitely going to leave a hole for uh, NWA if he's, I'm assuming if he signed to if he ends up signing with WWE, he's not allowed to do NWA. So what? that'll suck. What? I don't see why he couldn't negotiate being a former WWE superstar. Why he couldn't negotiate a contract where I can announce for your company. I won't wrestle for your company. But I'm going to wrestle for this company that is never going to be a threat to you. Of course, it's WWE we're talking about here, and it's be throwing like throwing eggs at a wall doesn't fucking matter, right? But God, I don't know. Yeah, he it'll suck if he leaves. Uh, well, I, I guess I mean to be honest, he has said, and I I believe him that he doesn't want to wrestle again. I believe he's done wrestling. I think all he wants to do is announce. So I don't, I can't see WWE letting him be an announcer on both shows. God, you know I mean? Barrett and Ronaldo would have been a great notes team too. That would be fun. I would have liked that. But um, I do agree. I like, I think he's a, 
you know, you can't replace Morrow. You never will. But I think I like Stu Bennett as a color commentator. He was awesome in NWA, and I think, and I, I think he probably wouldn't be that great on Raw or SmackDown. But I think he'll really blossom in NXT. Chris Jericho also said this week that if he, if and when his his time is up and he doesn't want to continue wrestling, he he really wants to stay on and be an announcer for AEW. Oh yeah. He has a lot of fun on the booth. I like I like what he brings to the table. Um, I think he's the only one who plays well off of Jr. Yeah, and that's probably because they're legit friends for many years. You know. Yeah. I'm sure that has a lot to do with it, at least. God damn! Remember when the rumors of AEW started and it was Jericho and JR's Jericho and company. Jr. were starting a new promotion. <laughs> And then it turned out neither one had anything to do with it legally. <laughs> but they're both there. <laughs> they are both there now. It's good stuff. It's such and good and shit. and both of them have said now that they were both talking about talking to Tony Khan during that time, but just not to be owners of the company. Just to basically, I, from my understanding, from what both Jericho and Jr. have said, is they were both the th- both just contacts for Khan to get to these indie guys. He wasn't even in talks of them actually, you know, working for him. It was just like, hey, can you get me in touch with Omega, Rhodes, Bucks, these guys, that guy, this guy, you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, it all ended up coming full circle. Um, This next batch of news pasty, do we want to bounce off each other back and forth through yep. all these guys? Rapid fire. All right. Well, WWE has signed the following Evolve talents this week. Pasty, you can start. Former CZW champion Joe Gacy, the 33-year-old Gacy is a veteran on the indies and held the Evolve Tag Team titles as a member of the Unwanted with Eddie Kingston. They also signed Josh Briggs, who is a 6'8", 270-pound monster and the last holder of the Evolve Championship. He debuted in late 2016. Briggs defeated Austin Theory to win the Evolve title back in November of last year. Brandy Lauren is a 23-year-old from Tampa, Florida, who's been used as an extra on WWE shows over the past few months. She also likes long walks on the beach. (laughs) (laughs) She was trained by Jay Lethal and made her debut in 2016. Lauren also worked on some tapings for Impact Wrestling in 2017 and 2018. Also in 2018, Lauren worked on NXT tapings in a loss to Lacey Evans. New England area wrestler Anthony Green has also been signed by WWE. Green is an eight-year pro who was trained by Spike Dudley and Ryan Waters. Well, he ain't going on. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) The seven-year pro out of Texas, Kurt Stallion. Woo! He's had matches with several wrestlers, now signed to WWE while in Evolve. He's also wrestled the likes of Jake Atlas. Dexter Loomis and Matt Seidel in the promotion. And rounding this out, former Evolve referee Jake Clemens. PW Insider reports that Jake Clemens is the final talent from Evolve that is expected to be signed by WWE at this time. I read what I say. (laughs) Sometimes you got to think one step ahead, one step ahead. Uh, Uh, Because if you don't, you're likely to get injured. Yes. And then you'll wind up in next week's injury report. We don't want that. 
No. Because we end that off with the the show because for some reason people's pain seems to be a good thing to stop the show with. It grinds it to a halt. It does. That really grinds (laughs) my gears. WWE announced during Raw that Mysterio, Rey Mysterio, suffered a torn tricep during the win with son Dominic Mysterio over Seth Rollins and Murph Dirt at Sunday's WWE. Pay me back for that fucking month I paid of my subscription because this wasn't worth the pay-per-view. Correct. Ray was pulled from his singles match with Rollins on this week's Raw and replaced by Dominic. But there have been some speculation on this being another storyline injury for Ray. You mean the eyeball wasn't real? Say it ain't so. What about getting thrown off a roof? Don't tell me that that... Uh, Dave Meltzer is reporting that the injury is legitimate and did occur during the tag team match at Payback on Sunday night, although it is not thought to be as serious as a full tear, which is the next AEW pay-per-view title. Full tear! (laughs) (laughs) Which would require surgery. Word going around Monday's Raw was that Mysterio is expected to be out of action for two months, or maybe less. He will reportedly be able to recover through rehab and reportedly will not need surgery. Dominic did okay on his own, I'm saying. I'm there saying. And I was the first one to fucking throw shit on him. Well, we haven't pasty, seen it, go check that out. i tell you what. COVID-19 is a jabroni. Just ask The Rock Dwayne Johnson, who recently took to Instagram to reveal that he, his wife Lauren, and his two daughters had all tested positive for the COVID-19. In a video from Johnson, he opened the video by sharing the shocking news, calling their diagnosis, quote, one of the most challenging and difficult things they've ever had to go through. Many due to the fact that, mainly due to the fact that his family also contracted the virus. Thankfully, Johnson said that everyone in the family seems to be through the worst of it. Testing positive for COVID-19 is a lot different than recovering from nasty injuries, getting evicted, or being broke, which I've been more than a few times, he said. My number one priority is to always protect my family and my loved ones. I wish it was only me that tested positive. It was my entire family and it was a kick in the gut. We, in a family... And he sold it like a champ. Damn right. <laughs> we, as a family, are good. We're on the other end of it and no longer contagious. Thank God we're healthy. Johnson said that, thankfully, his two children didn't have much more than a sore throat, but the Johnson and his wife had a more difficult time through it. While Dwayne said that he and his family are through the worst of it, he also took time to acknowledge those who were less fortunate and said that he knows many people who have lost loved ones to this virus. Kevin Nash was one of many to react to Rock's news about COVID-19 and use that as a platform to share his own experience with the virus, posting the following in response. Welcome to the team. Very sorry your family's infected. I didn't cover my cough and I feel very bad. (laughs) I was tired for a while. Didn't train for the fourth day. My wife still hasn't got smell or tastes back. Son was asymptomatic. Pray you heal up quickly. 
Thank you for making people realize it's real. It's damn real. Nothing says the virus is real by Hollywood celebrity saying, I got the virus. I rolled my eyes as well when Tom Hanks came down with it. Like, okay, then go through it like a normal person. Don't make a fucking huge deal out of it. You know, I don't know. But one guy who I don't. You know what? No, that's wrong. I was going to say hasn't been in a movie, but he has been I don't been think in a movie. I'd get along Just with AJ Styles. That's something I've learned in 2020. Like, we couldn't <laughs> sit in a room and have a conversation. Okay. Yeah. Came out of nowhere, but rock on. Um, AJ Styles shared that he also contracted the virus as well, noting, I also tested positive a couple of weeks ago. It might have been almost a month ago. I feel for people who have to deal with this. But in my experience with it, I got to say, I didn't have many problems with it. Styles added that he had a headache but never had fever and and considers himself lucky. He said he hopes that The Rock and his family are safe and that they get through this quickly. Yeah, I mean, he's a denier, but he's also a flat earther and yeah, yeah. everything else. He's Let's just let's just call a spade a spade here, Pasty. He's a, uh, he's a religious uh, 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 Christian. And those people are just like that for some yep. reason. Yep. We don't know why, but they are. Uh, it's a cult. Those evangelicals, <laughs> if you will. Um, anything that's scientific, they, they think can't exist. But things that there's no proof of existing have to exist. Yeah, styles, I think, is, is one of the one of the big reasons why I wish, like, kayfabe was more serious and, like, you didn't get to know what a wrestler was like outside of the career. <laughs> right. Because he's awesome in the ring. That's it. <laughs> but he sounds, yeah, he's very ignorant when you, uh, when you, when he lets his beliefs out. Yeah. Oh. Pasty, uh, we made it to another two-hour show, Loke. Yes. And we ended the show by chopping down AJ Styles for his beliefs. Victory just- for Pasty. <laughs> That is 2020 in a nutshell, is it not, Pasty? <laughs> what a way to end. Oh, uh, right. <laughs> Folks, all I got to say is uh, get, go to bed, get some good rest, drink water, stay hydrated, and in the morning, get up, brew some coffee, and have yourself some jabronis for breakfast. Yes, indeed. Because that's what The Rock is cooking. <laughs>